All right, friends, welcome back to another episode. I cannot wait to dig in a little bit deeper of what we talked about on the first episode. And I just really want to show you and talk about what the first year of being a mompreneur looked like and some tips and advice that I have for you if you are starting out on this journey of becoming an entrepreneur and what it can look like for you. Are you ready? Let's go. Hi there, I'm Jenna Kutcher. I'm the host of the Gold Digger Podcast, and I'm so excited that you're hearing me right now because that means that I get to introduce you to my friend, Michelle Hagen, and her podcast, The Busy Years. Michelle is a mama on a mission dedicated to inspire other women to chase their dreams and their passions no matter what season of life they're in. And I've gotten the privilege to mentor and coach Michelle. She was one of my top 10 students in my community of over a thousand women, and she helped lead and inspire other mamas just like you. And now you, my friend, you get a front row seat. So sit back, relax, and get ready to be inspired. Hi, I'm Michelle, a sales and profitability strategist, mentor, and captain of your cheering squad. But most importantly, I'm a Midwest wife and mama to two spirited boys, and I'm a lover of learning, family vacations, and nap time. I built my business between the moments of motherhood, and I know that you can do it too. Being a mama is hard, and no one should have to do it alone. That's why I'm bringing women together to share their stories of motherhood, business, and blessings. So grab your coffee, wash your dishes, hey, even take a shower, because we can do this, friend, in the middle of motherhood. You're listening to the Busy Years Podcast, where motherhood and business meet. Come tired, leave inspired. Friends, I just wanted to dig in a little bit more today and talk about what my first year of entrepreneurship looked like as a primarily stay-at-home mom and how I navigated that because I know so often we look at women who maybe don't have children or who have all this help and we think like, how can I measure up to them? Or I'm not doing good enough because I'm not doing everything that they're doing. And we are not taking into consideration that they, that our situations are not the same as theirs. And that is okay. And that we just need to realize that we need to move forward in our season of life the best that we can and to not compare our journey to anyone else's. We might all be climbing the same mountain, but the way that we climb the mountain is 100% totally different. Even if we had same circumstances as someone else, the way that we're going to go about and do things is just totally different. And I think that that's one piece that we need to remember as women, as moms, as entrepreneurs in whatever capacity that you're comparing yourself to someone else to remember that we are all different no matter what and that you are uniquely you. We might look at other people that we follow on social media or other business mentors and things like that and think to ourselves, I want to be like this person or I want to be the mix of these two people. And I know that I 100% say that as well. But there's also something about realizing and standing in your power that nobody can be you. No one has the life experience that you have. No one 
has the unique way of teaching whatever you have to share with the world. No one else can share with the world the way that you can and no one can share your stories. And so I think that that is one important thing to remember as you either begin your entrepreneur journey or as you are in the trenches of building and still creating that your story is unique to you and that nobody else can tell your story the way that you can. And um, that not comparing yourself is a huge thing because whatever journey you're on is your journey and part of your story and is going to make up how you tell people things compared to how someone else might. Go into detail a little bit of some of the things that we talked about in the first episode and give you a little bit more detailed picture of what the first year of entrepreneurship actually looked like for me and some of the tips that I have for you as you are continuing and starting your entrepreneur journey. So for me, entrepreneurship really just started in dreaming. Um, I watched what other people did. I started to identify the business mentors that I knew that I wanted to learn from and I consumed their content and I got to the point where I knew I was ready for something more than free content that I was ready to either have a business coach to help me figure out what was the next steps, um, a course, uh, or something like that. And for me, it was a course. I talked about that I purchased a course that was um, made by Dean Graziosi and Tony Robbins. And for me, though, it was the mentorship of Jenna Kutcher. I had been following her for a long time. I knew that I wanted to learn from her. I knew that I needed to put myself in her space because she was um, the most relatable to me of the people in the business world. And so when she gave the opportunity to be mentored through the course, I jumped on that. And I purchased the course and I went all in and actually ended up being one of her top 10 students of that course by helping to serve the community, take action in the course, take action as a business owner. So that was really like my first start of entrepreneurship. I had no clue what I was going to create going into this course. I just knew that I wanted to create a business. I went all in and just really worked hard. And I think that that's a key piece of entrepreneurship is just what whatever you choose to do is going all in on it. And we'll touch on that a little bit later. But so after I got into the top 10 with Jenna, I got to have a coaching call with the other top 10 students. And on that, looking back, I was like, gosh, my question could have been so much better for her. But I just talked about like, how do I balance this? And and I was still trying to figure out what exactly do I do? Jenna, like I couldn't, I I still couldn't put my finger on it. And she was the one who said like, Michelle, you're really good at sales and marketing. Like you just need to go with that. Um, because that was what she calls like, that's my low hanging fruit. It was easy for me. I could tell you everything you need to know about that. And that, um, cause my passion was really wanting to help moms. And she said, you just need to start with the sales and marketing and then, you will figure out a way to move into the space that you want to be in. Um, So that's what I did. And another piece of advice that she had for me was that I was trying to reach the masses and I did not have a big following. I didn't have the masses. And she made a point that is just one thing that has always stuck with me is that 
you need to reach the few. Just one person, one person at a time. Stop trying to reach the masses and reach the few. And by reaching the few, you'll eventually be able to reach more people. And so that's what I did. She said, Michelle, go out, find the few, find a few people that you can impact, that you know that you can change their business and you can see how you can help them. So that's what I did. <laughs> I went out. I The first thing I did was um, I had created a online beta sales course and that was by invite only of people that I knew that either um, had businesses that I could impact. And so I put them all in this beta course, took them through live coaching, and it just didn't feel right. And what I was teaching, I felt like the audience that I currently had at that time wasn't ready for it. So it was the experience of creating a mini course, group coaching, coaching live, going live, creating content, creating work pa- workbook pages. And that experience was great. But then when Jenna had said, you need to go find the one-on-one people that you can coach. So I started to look like, who are my dream clients? Who, who's in the space that I really want to teach in? I had known about Camp Climb, which is um, a Midwest women's organization that's led by Emma Hicks. And I had heard of Camp Climb before because following Jenna, I knew that she had spoke at Camp Climb. And one time she had posted that she was speaking at Camp Climb. And I looked at it at the time and it was just a little out of reach. I had a tiny baby at that time and it just wasn't the right season to go to Camp Climb. And, but I knew that what Camp Climb was about, that my ideal client was within Emma Hicks and that I wanted to work with people like her. And so I, um, started kind of interacting with Emma on Instagram and the Camp Climb community. And she happened one day, I was working, doing insurance work in Iowa. And she had been doing these like Midwest meetups kind of in the fall and in the winter. And I thought to myself, you know what, I'm just going to go see if she's happy. Maybe, maybe there's an off chance she's going to be in one of the cities in Iowa that I'm going to be in. And she was. But when they were doing these Camp Climb meetups, I had to work. I was doing insurance work. So I was literally driving to Iowa and driving back the two hours at night. And so I had sent her a message and had said, Hey, I'm going to be in Iowa, but I'm so sad. I'm going to miss your meetup. I'm there for work. And she messaged back and said, would either of these two times work? Um, let's meet up and have lunch or dinner and let's chat. And I had actually driven back home. I was in Omaha and I got this message back from her and she was like, could you, could you meet tonight? And I looked at my husband and I was like, I'm getting back in the car and I'm going to meet her right now. So I drove all the way back to Des Moines. I sent my friend from college a message and said, Hey, I am going to show up on your doorstep. I need a place to sleep because I have to be back in Des Moines in the morning for work. And I am driving to meet Emma. And I had told Emma, I was like, yeah, I'm just going to show up on my friend's doorstep and tell her that I'm staying. And she was like, well, I mean, if you need to stay with me, because she had an Airbnb, she was like, you can, but 
so my friend, I, I told her, so I, I stayed with my friend, but, um, so Emma and I had met and it was just an amazing conversation. And we talked about creating our businesses and how she created her business. And she has an amazing story that I am hopefully going to share on the podcast here soon, but just the different businesses that she had made. And we talked about Camp Climb and how she was marketing it. And she made a comment to me and said, yeah, but I just feel like in this creation of Camp Climb that people, you know, people are saying, oh, here's Emma creating another business. And I said to her, well, who said that to your face? And I could see this pause in her and this look on her face of realization that she's like, nobody's ever said that to me. I was like, that's all in your head, Emma. No one believes that. That's what you believe that other people think about you. And in that moment, I realized, holy cow, I can provide value to someone who is not just like one step ahead of me, who's many steps ahead of me in her business, but I had enough knowledge and could recognize something in her and I could provide her value. And then we went on to have more conversations about um, her business and Camp Climb and we met a few other times and she was really the starting point for me to realize that I can provide value to people who are maybe ahead of me in building their business, but I have the knowledge and strategy in sales and marketing because of all of my years of working in insurance and I've worked in sales pretty much my entire life. And that was the tipping point for me that made me realize I'm worthy to sit at the table. There is a seat for me. And even though these women might be ahead of me in building these large communities and other things, I can provide them value. And that to me was the tipping point. And I can even remember I got done with Emma and got back to my friend's house. And at this point, it was like super late. My friend had gone to bed and I voice texted Jenna a Instagram message and said, Jenna, I did what you said. I put myself in proximity. I met Emma and holy cow, I deserve a seat at this table. I can provide value to people ahead of me. I like, thank you for pushing me to do this. Um, And after meeting Emma, that was kind of the tipping point that really I felt like got me going and helped me realize that I could provide value. At this point, I had like no website. I had not really built a ton of ideal client followers on social media. I had no email list, nothing. And Emma had just become like a really good friend through us working together and, um, So I kept in contact with her and I proposed this idea to her one day and I was like, Hey, you know, I have a lot of these friends from this course that I took and entrepreneur friends. What would you think if I like hosted a post camp climb retreat? You know, after all these women go to camp, we then come together to just decompress after camp and, uh, continue to build on what we did at camp. And she was like, Oh my gosh, yes, this is such an amazing idea. Um, we had built it all out at this point. I still had no website. I, um, just had like people that I had been communicating with inside Facebook groups. And so that was the kicker that I was like, okay, if I'm going to help her do this and I'm going to advertise that I'm doing the post camp retreat, I've got to have a website or somewhere for people to land. And so I started working on building that. And in that time I was still traveling for insurance work and I happened to 
be heading out to Utah, where one of my friends from the course that I took lived, and she was a photographer, and we met there, and I got to go in on a planning, business planning session with her and some friends, and again, there, these people, again, were way ahead of me in business, had years of business of being entrepreneurs under their belts. And I provided value again. And it was one of those things I was like, holy cow, I do know what I'm talking about. And sometimes you just need those validations of times of knowing that like, I know my stuff. (laughs) So, um, getting to meet Stephanie was an amazing experience and she's going to be on the podcast soon too. Um, but she's a photographer. And so while I was out there, we were like, Hey, how about we trade? You take my pictures and I'll help you with some business stuff. And I ended up taking her pictures too. I would pose and I'd watch how she held the camera. And then she went, she would do the same pose that she had just put me in. And I'd try to hold the camera in the exact spot that she had it and took pictures for her as well. But So she took all the pictures from my website and she helped me actually build my website because I was to this point that I was like, Stephanie, like, I just can't figure this out and I know it shouldn't be this hard. And so she kind of helped, she really helped me get the good outline of my website and to get the good, easy structure for me to then move on with it. Um, And so again, it was just putting myself in proximity and realizing, okay, hey, I'm going to be in this area. Who do I know that's here that while I'm here for work, I can also meet up with friends that I know for business. And so um, that was another big turning point in my business as well, because after that, I was really ready to start marketing myself and to get a coaching offer for sales and profitability and marketing strategy out there. And so that's what I did. And I kind of felt like it fell flat. I think I didn't launch it as well as I could have for sure. Um, and then in that time of, so by this point it was almost Christmas. So I had started my course in May. And so now we were about six months, um, into my entrepreneurship journey. And I found out that the first day of school was going to be the Monday of the post-camp retreat. So clearly, missing the first day of school is not going to be an option. And so I had to cancel the post-camp retreat and know that opportunity will come my way again and that that is okay. And so... At this point, I had still been kind of doing some insurance work part-time because that's mainly fourth quarter for me. And as the insurance season was starting to slow down and I was really ramping up and I just felt like my coaching, I was getting to where I was ready to really launch that and I was going to start helping the launch of the KBB course again with Jenna, which was in February. I got chosen to get to go live on Facebook with Jenna and talk about my story and how I had literally nothing before starting this course and that I was slowly taking action and just taking slow action and action that was, like I said before, it it didn't matter what other people were doing. It was action that worked for me and in my season. And I was still primarily being a stay at home mom doing all of this between nap times or at bedtime or 
you know, just the few minutes here and there that I had to post some content on Instagram. Um, so I got to go live with Jenna and I got to have a second coaching call with her. Those opportunities were just so amazing. But I think that one thing that people need to remember is that through all of this, I pivoted a ton in this first year. I went from thinking that I was just going to serve moms and help moms feel joy in life to pivoting to know I really am good at sales and marketing. So I pivoted to doing that and pivoting to, okay, maybe a, a group coaching thing isn't right at, in this season. And then pivoting again, like this podcast is a massive pivot because I realized, okay, the best way to get yourself out there is creating content, but I'm a horrible copywriter. I'm dyslexic. I wasn't coming up with copy. I'm really good at speaking. And so that's where this podcast came from. And in creating this podcast and after the launch with Jenna, I've gotten to even speak with my local Rising Tide Society's Tuesdays Togethers and to teach on that. And it's just been amazing. And it's just one small step after the other. I just had to pop in quick to tell you about one of my favorite clothing boutiques, Statement Boutique. About a year ago, I was just ready to step out of the postpartum nursing-friendly clothes and find my style again. And with the help of Statement Boutique, I looked a little bit more put together at school drop-off and I felt so much more myself for date night. Having clothes that felt like they were my style again, but fit the busy mom life and made me feel like me. Head to StatementDowntown.com and use the code BUSYYEARS20 to receive 20% off your purchase. Again, head to StatementDowntown.com and use the code BUSYYEARS20 to receive 20% off of your purchase. Some exclusions may apply. So I just wanted to give you guys some tips and tricks today of if you are starting out, what are some things that I really think that you should be doing in your first year of entrepreneurship? So my first thing that I want to talk about is just take action. Just start showing up on social media and start showing up in ways that maybe you're not quite sure of what business you want to start, but you have a few ideas and you know that maybe you're really good um, at creating a certain product or you're really good at budgeting or you're really good at, at cooking and meal planning. Just start sharing your life on social media and sharing those tips that make you good at those things. Start sharing tips of how can we as moms meal plan and batch meal plan and maybe how do you create a rotation of, of creating meal plans and what that looks like. Just start showing up and just start sharing. You don't have to say like, hey, this is my business. I'm creating a business. Just start putting content out there in the things that you think that you could share and see if people are engaging with it. If they're reacting, are they asking for more? Um, you can easily create what we call freebies, which are PDFs of here. Did you want my my meal plan so that I can help you prep and they exchange that and they give you your email, which is then helping you build an email list, which will go way deeper into that. Um, but 
So my first tip is just take action and start showing up. My second tip is going to be proximity. And it is showing up and being in the space of the people that you want to help and being in the space of the people that you want to mentor you in business and that you want to be coached from. So like I had talked about, I had just been following Jenna. I knew that I wanted her to teach me. I saw the opportunity and with her having a tiny baby, I knew that it was going to be my only opportunity in that year to get in any type of space with her. I just showed up in Jenna's space and that's what helped me kind of get into the top 10 and I took action and by being able to say like here's the action that I'm taking I think was helpful to stay front of mind for Jenna and I just by putting myself in the proximity of her it also put me in the proximity of like-minded people just like me that I wanted to be around and the people that I wanted to help um which then again, the proximity of Jenna gave me the proximity of Emma. And by getting to meet Emma, I have gotten to meet a whole nother community of amazing women from Camp Climb. Um, And so sometimes you might think like, well, I'm not ready to purchase a course or I'm not ready to spend all this money. That is okay. Proximity also means just showing up in social media space as the person that you were wanting to learn from or the person in business that you would like to be like. Because by showing up, even if it's in their Facebook groups and you are taking action, you're sharing the action that you're taking, you're providing value, it doesn't go unnoticed. It's not like these people get into their Facebook groups and create these groups and then don't interact with anyone that posts, they will start to notice and they will recognize your name. And by having that, that that is super helpful. And even then, it's just having the proximity of their knowledge of whatever they're teaching on their social media platform. So even a podcast is a way of being in proximity with someone because they are going to be sharing their knowledge. You're going to be learning from them. And that is the piece that is super helpful. I think a piece with proximity is also remembering that the type of people you put yourself around is the type of person that you are. So if you're putting yourself in proximity with negative people who are always, woe is me, I'm never going to be able to create this thing, or people that put you down for wanting to create something, then you need to not be in proximity with them. You want to be in proximity with people who are like-minded, who um, are on your level of business, who are above you in business, and who are leaps and bounds above you in business, and even people who are behind you in business, because you can teach them as well of letting people into your circle. So proximity is key. The next thing with being a mom and an entrepreneur, I think one of the biggest things is you have to be flexible. You have to be okay with knowing that sometimes things might not get done on your timeline. Because for me as a mom entrepreneur, my number one is my kids. My kids will always come first. Um, And some days in the summer when they're like, mom, can we just, I just really want to go to the zoo today. Okay, we're going to the zoo and we pack up and we go to the zoo and the Instagram post can wait till later. But it's also in being flexible of knowing that for some people, 
if you tell yourself, okay, I'm going to block schedule and at this certain time is when I want to accomplish something and you don't do it at that time, you feel like a failure, then please don't block schedule like that. It's having flexibility and knowing, okay, before lunchtime today, these are the things that I want to accomplish. And then if it's leading up to lunchtime and you're thinking to yourself, crap, I haven't done any of that. Okay. Can I find time in my afternoon to do that? Or put the kids in front of an activity or a show that is going to keep them busy for 20 minutes to a half hour, pump out the work that you need to do, and then go back to making the mac and cheese. And just knowing that I think that that is a key thing, especially if you really don't have any help as an entrepreneur and you are really doing this as primarily a stay-at-home mom, or even if you have a nine-to-five job, it's figuring out, okay, is there time in my day where I can get some of this done? Or, okay, I want to do these things at night, but bedtime went on forever because they wouldn't stay in bed and crap, it didn't happen and I'm now exhausted that's okay. Just be flexible and say, okay, tomorrow, these are going to be the first things that I tackle. The next is going to be just start creating. I talked about taking action and just start showing up, but outside of showing up online, start creating. Start writing your ideas down. Start brain dumping onto paper. Start creating freebies or creating downloads that you can put out into the internet. Start creating, if you are going to be a coach or have a course, what would that look like? Um, Sticky notes. I'm a huge person of, if you see my wall in my office, there's sticky notes. And that's because that's where I keep my ideas and I'm very visual. And so I need to see those sticky notes out there. And so just creating What do you want to make? What do you want your business to look like? Do you want to create a successful blog? Then start creating content for your blog. Do you want to be an influencer and a fashion blogger? Then start taking the clothes that you love, creating content around that, and then tagging whatever places those clothes came from just to start you going in that space. So the key is to be just start creating. And then my last piece of advice is just freaking do it. Make the website, launch it, tell the world what you're doing. Because here's the thing is once you tell somebody, I'm going to start doing this. And especially when you start telling the masses, you do it. And sometimes, yes, is it easy to be like, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to run the marathon. I'm going to do whatever my dream is. And then be like, oh, I'm not going to do that anymore. Oh, that got hard. No, you need to document and share. If if what you want to do is to, I'm going to run my first 5K, I'm going to run a half marathon. Crap, I have never ran, but guess what? I'm going to run a marathon. Document it. Share it with people. Share the journey. Share the struggle. Share um, how you are getting to that goal because that's the piece that people want to know. And it also holds you accountable because you have shared it and you continue to share it and you're sharing the struggles. And so it will help people to want to continue to tune into what you're doing. And it also gives other people permission to take action imperfectly and shows them like, well, gosh, if she can do this, I can do it too. Um, Because I know that's where a lot of 
when I just first started out in entrepreneurship and I just was watching other women, I was watching people like Becky Thompson and Joanna Gaines, which she was way bigger, but Becky Thompson, who is a blogger and Allie Worthington and some other people that were in the space that I wanted to be in as moms, I just was watching them imperfectly take action and to continue moving forward in their dreams. So it can be scary, but I promise you, you won't regret taking action and you're never going to look back on life and say, oh dang, I wish I would have waited to start that business till later. I know I, everyone that I have talked to, and even for myself, so often it's, I wish I would have started this sooner. I wish I would have started this um, five years ago, 10 years ago, because this is what brings me joy and this is what lights my fire. And I know for me, I'm slowly and perfectly taking action and I just keep moving forward. And I know that I haven't quite found the perfect business groove. I don't know if that necessarily exists, but it's just continuing to move forward to take imperfect action and knowing that when I get to spend time on my business, it brings me joy. And when I get to spend time with my kids and getting to be a stay-at-home mom and getting to go to the zoo, riding bikes, that that brings me joy too. And it's an amazing feeling. And I just really encourage you to take action on whatever dreams you have, whether it be starting a business or you know running the marathon or doing whatever it is that brings you joy in your heart. Because Yes, motherhood can bring us joy, but we can be a mom and have something for ourselves as well. And I think that that is one key piece to remember that you are worthy of still having a piece of you outside of your kids. And so I encourage you to find that piece in whatever it is, whether it's volunteering at worship team at church or getting to go volunteer somewhere else even um, is huge. So Mama, you got this. You can take action on your dreams. And I cannot wait to hear where you are a year from today on your entrepreneur journey. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Busy Years Podcast. If you love this episode, we would love for you to share it with a friend. For this episode's show notes and all past episode show notes, head to michelleannhagen.com slash podcasts. Hey mama, did you need someone to remind you that you are worthy of your dreams? That you can take action in the middle of motherhood? I just wanted to pop in and give you another reminder, friend, that you got this. You can do this in the middle of motherhood, no matter how busy the years get. Let's get social and join me over on Instagram, my favorite place to hang out. You can find me on my personal account at Michelle Ann Hagen, or more information of this show will be at the Busy Years Podcast. See you there, friends.